and welcome to the Furhill Rights Respecting Schools podcast. Today's guests are Miss Curl, Head of RRS, and Mr Murray, Head of the podcast. In this episode, we will focus on Article 4, the implementation of the Convention, and Article 15, the right to join clubs and organisations. Can you two tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, so I'm a pupil support leader at Furhill. I've been doing that for about uh, seven years, I think. And I love it because I get to work with lots of different young people. Um, I love everything to do with equalities and children's rights and lots to do with diversity. Um, in my spare time, I like to swim pretty much. If I'm not at school, then I'm in the pool somewhere. And I like to be outdoors with my kids, usually hill walking. That was Sarah Kerr, by the way, just said. Because <laughs> um, you've got to say your name. I didn't know. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rory Murray. Thank you so much for having us on the show, folks. Um, I have been a teacher for 10 years, which is an awfully long time, or it feels like that in my head. Um, and uh, I am currently the curriculum lead for wellbeing here at Firhill High School. Um, outside of work, um, I like to play sport badly, but I also like travel and I love animals and especially my little dog, Millie. What are your roles within Rights Respecting School in Firhill? So I've been the lead coordinator for UNICEF's Rights Respecting Schools Award for the time that I've been here at Firhill and that was something that I was part of at my last school, kind of co-led um, back there, which was really enjoyable. And then I came along scared of a new job and Mr Hamilton was setting up a staff working group for Rights Respecting Schools. So I went in my comfort zone and I don't like change. So I said, yep, that works for me. I'm going to go with that working group. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It's something that I'm really passionate about. So I eventually took on more of the kind of lead role within the school. And yeah, that's where it came from for me. I mean, you've done loads. You've, yeah, I have to say. And, and actually, to be fair, I mean, I, I started in rights respect in what? I've been here five, just under five years, maybe about three years of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, from, from my point of view, I love the creativity behind it. I mean, as we all know here, you know, this podcast is part of that and, and the promotion of children's rights in a number of different areas. I, I, I really enjoy working with young people in doing that. So that's where kind of my, where, where I started working in it with the podcast, for example, and where my motivations lie. And to be honest, it's great fun, isn't it, as well? So just um it's and it's at the forefront of the school really you know when we look at the fact that the school's up for an award a, a national award and um, part of that is to do with the the fact that sarah's led the the school through the rights respecting being the first secondary to be gold re-accredited mm -hmm. um and so it's been it's been a real journey so just to be a part of that you know is quite exciting how do you think being a rights respecting school has impacted for Hill? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's hard to remember a time now where we haven't talked about children's rights. And I think thinking back and being part of that entire journey from bronze level right through to gold and then re-accredited again, um, we wouldn't have been talking about children's rights when I first arrived. It was not something that was on anyone's radar as such. We didn't have specific groups and clubs that really were kind of dedicated to what pupils were looking for. So thinking about issues around 
LGBT um, and being inclusive and just kind of having those spaces available and that wasn't quite in place within parts of the school so I feel we've got a lot more on offer as a result of just being involved with the award. It's given a huge, for me personally, it's about the chance to work with young people and have their voices heard and have that taken seriously, which is really important to me, not just, you know, listening to their views and doing nothing with it, but actually taking it seriously, which is one of the rights that all young people have. So for me, that's been a massive impact because we now have young people being consulted on school policy, um, all aspects of school life, assemblies that are led and designed by pupils, groups led and designed by pupils. So yeah, massive impact from my point of view. Yeah, just to add to that, I mean, um, I see it in a kind of intangibly from there's there's a lot of opportunities for pupils as well to get involved in right respected schools work so whether it's gaining confidence uh, in presenting for example I know we all went to London on our right respected schools trip presenting in front of a wide range of new people networking um, gosh even working in the podcast and all the kind of technical stuff and just um, meeting new people as well and I suppose it's the intangibles though that really intrigue me so the impact in terms of do young people feel more confident around issues such as gender sexuality diversity race that kind of things and and is it has it changed for the better and for who honestly i would hope that the answer is yes and we're getting nods which is which is great great to see um and for me that i think that's fantastic because isn't that what it's, what it's all about, or, or at least a lot of it? Is there a song that reminds you of your youth? Um, yes, for me, it's Anything by Nirvana, which I was introduced to as part of being at my swimming club and being surrounded by lots of people um, and lots of different <laughs> musical choices and tastes. And Nirvana was always one that has stuck with me forever, so they are still my favourite band. Um, so my song is Smells Like Teen Spirit. forgot for a second apologies right so my one um is by abba and it is super trooper and i'll tell you why afterwards So the reason it so when I think about my youth and I'm going like right back to when I was like 
a really young kid. This was something that you might laugh, but I remember it clearly dancing around the living room with my sister and my dad to ABBA and used to put tunes on at the weekend. We just like jump about like mad. And this was the one that always stuck in my head. So when I think back to like my really young days, if I had to pick one song to remind me of like my youth, it would, it would be that. And that's why I picked it. And my sister, if she ever listens to it, will laugh at that because I reckon she'd pick the same thing. There we go. <laughs> what is your favourite thing about the RRS? Oh, there's so much to choose. Can I have more than one? Is that allowed? Of course. Okay. Um, oh gosh, that's really hard. Favourite thing for me is, is working with young people. And I think we've always had a really strong group of pupils involved for the years that I've been here. We've always had lots of people involved and that's been amazing. And lots of young people that stay with us right the way through their whole journey at Fair Hill, which is fantastic to be part of as well. And my other favourite thing about it is that it's just so wide ranging. So it's a framework mm -hmm. for absolutely everything that you do in school and as part of school life, but also part of the community and thinking globally as well. And it's just a really great way to pull all of that together. And it's focused on children, which is what matters to me. Yeah, I would just, I mean, that is the perfect answer, to be honest. I love the wide ranging nature of it as well. And um, it does affect everything. So just getting involved in the school in a number of different ways. What challenges do you face in the individual areas within the RRS? Um, challenges, it's a tough one. Yeah. I think it's very broad in terms of the, the range of things that we cover and that's something we love about it. It's you know, as I said, it encompasses all parts of school life. So one of the challenges is how you pull all that together and make that work for pupils and for staff and for everyone involved and keeping parents and carers involved. So it's a lot in terms of trying to make sure everybody is part of it and part of the, the process and the journey that you're on. So I think just trying to pull all that together is one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, and um, for me as well, it, it's interesting because working in right respecting schools how do you get all pupils involved in that and um, interested in it and even if they're not actively um, maybe get involved for example in right respecting groups or other groups as as per mentioned how do you um, ensure that they have an understanding of and awareness of the support put in place around rights for them and i suppose the other thing is to think about is I feel that, you know, life doesn't stay still and childhood is changing and my childhood would be different to, to, to yours, for example, and that next generation will be different again. And so it's how to, um, how rights will change around that um, as things like social media has changed and how that can affect children's rights, but also how in terms of rights respecting schools, do we then use social media to support children's rights? Because that's changing all the time as well. Um, so there's quite a few issues around that, that I think it, it's like you, you cannot ever think you've achieved what to achieve. And here's a school who's reached gold reaccreditation, but you know what, you get to the top of the hill and there's, you can see the next crest 
on the horizon. So it's a it's an ongoing journey. Do you have a plan for the RRS moving forward into the next academic year? I think that brings us nicely onto that one. Um, we always have a bit of a plan, but that's very much shaped by what the pupils are interested in doing. And we've kind of talked through with the pupil group what we plan to do for the year ahead. So we're going to have a bit of a focus on Article 23 and looking at how we protect the rights of young people that have disabilities and what that means to us as a school, because there might be some disabilities that are really visible that we're all aware of and have a bit of a knowledge around, but we really want to be trying to do a little bit more with that and making sure that we're really supporting everyone within the school that has a you know whatever type of disability whether it's hidden or really visible it's important that we have that awareness and that we're trying to support in different ways so that's one of our main aims yeah and um, it's interesting because i've got a new job in the school which is the as i was saying it's the the lead for well-being and for me you know we're in the planning stage just now we're looking to embed children's rights within the framework of that in two ways. One is to make sure that learners' views, so young people's views are taken account of, um, but also how can we as members of that team um, promote children's rights throughout it? And so we're looking at, you know, real examples would be things like making sure our breakfast club offering is quite impactful. Um, so going back to the basics, um, children's rights around safety and being having a nourishing meal and that kind of thing. Um, so maybe using specific articles as focuses of our long-term planning, if that makes any sense to you. What inspired you to bring the RRS together? Why, that's another big question. Um, I mean, I know certainly the journey that this school has been on was driven by a group of pupils at a local primary school coming up to visit Mr Hamilton and asking him why they went to a rights respecting primary school and why were they going to be going to a high school that wasn't a rights respecting high school and that really started off the journey at Fir Hill. I mean in terms of my involvement it comes from a long kind of background working as an RMPS teacher mm -hmm. traditionally and just being really passionate about children's rights and about equality and diversity and being inspired by reading people like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi mm -hmm. and talking about justice and fairness and equity and people just being treated fairly. And I think that's just a really strong value that I have and I feel that all young people should have. So that's what really keeps me motivated and inspired. That's a brilliant answer, by the way. Um, yeah, I for me, um, I was talking about this recently. I, I like the idea of, in Australia, they have this idea of everyone gets a fair go and that idea of equity around that and the ideas of social justice. And they interest me greatly. And I think Great Spring School is a really good vehicle to support those ideals. And yeah, it's just like what Sarah said, it's something I, I'm quite passionate about. And, um, and I think everyone involved within it. I mean, we're all giving up time, including yeah. all of you lot as well, to to really um, move it forward. And um, whatever the different motivations are, um, there's a similar thread to them, um, which is supporting similar like-minded views. And I like that. 
Is there a song that motivates you in your job? So I am selecting Wham! Last Christmas, and I'll explain why I'm selecting that in June for the podcast. <laughs> So I've chosen that because it just gives me all the happy memories that I have of working within the guidance team at Firhill. Mm. We all um, have enjoyment at Christmas time when I've got my Christmas bauble speaker that we play in the pupil support office and we just love a Christmas tune on. So it just reminds me of why um, I do the job and love working with the colleagues that I work with. Um, lots of happy memories in the classroom of playing that as one of our mystery tracks at Christmas time for our Christmas quizzes. And again, it just reminds me of all those amazing relationships that you build with staff and with pupils. Brilliant. Um, okay, my one is no one has ever heard of this song, which is in a way very apt. Um, and it is by Tinchy Strider, who is massive in the noughties. Uh, and he wrote a song called Never Leave You. So the story behind this is, in terms of motivation, this was one of the reasons I, I came into to teaching because, and this song reminds me of that. Before I was teaching, I worked in a, another uh, sector and then I, I managed to get a, a secondment I, I paid for into a charity, um, which did football coaching. And, and this song was at, at like number six at the time. And it was all, always on the radio when I used to travel through to Glasgow and I worked in a charity supporting um, young people who um, were really struggling. And I just remember it. And then I did that for, for roughly a year. And then I went abroad um, for another year and the song kept playing. It was, and every time I was thinking about maybe potentially becoming a teacher, this song would come up. So it just became like my song for why I went into this career. Um, so that's why I picked the song for this answer. Thank you so much for coming and talking us to, to us today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's been interesting on the other side of the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>